You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Here are the stories we're following today. First, the latest from the Middle East. Shipping through the Red Sea has ground to a halt, with oil tankers and cargo vessels coming under greater attack from Houthi militants in Yemen. Now, the U.S. is setting up a new task force to protect vessels in that vital shipping lane. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin announced the effort in a speech to troops in Bahrain. These attacks are reckless, dangerous, and they violate international law. And so we're taking action to uh, build an international coalition to address this threat. And I would remind you that this is not just a U.S. issue. Uh, it's just, this is an international problem, and it deserves an international uh, response. And Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin says that international response is called Operation Prosperity Guardian. It includes nearly a dozen other nations. Oil giants BP and Equinor are the latest to pause shipping through the Red Sea due to the Houthi attacks. Well, Nathan, votes on aid to both Israel and Ukraine may have to wait until next year after Senate Republicans close the door on a quick deal on border security. And Bloomberg's Amy Morris has the details from Washington. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer had said a vote could come this week, but John Thune, the number two Senate Republican, says negotiators were not able to resolve sticking points during talks over the weekend and that a vote on the border deal is, quote, not going to happen. Now, while it's possible the parties can reach a deal in principle by the end of this week. That only tees up votes on the legislation by the first or second week of January. The Pentagon has said it will run out of money to replace U.S. weapons sent to Ukraine unless Congress approves new funding before December 30th. In Washington, Amy Morris, Bloomberg Radio. All right, Amy, thank you. Elsewhere in geopolitics, the U.S. is extending a truce with the European Union on steel and aluminum imports. Let's go to London and get the latest on that from Bloomberg's Ewan Potts. Good morning, Ewan. Nathan and Amy, the European Commission is to suspend retaliatory measures implemented during the Trump presidency for the next 15 months. The truce on steel and aluminum imports avoids a possible return of billions of dollars of tariffs on trade across the Atlantic. But the EU says it has not convinced Washington to improve its current quota system. Today's announcement comes as the clock ticks on negotiations for a permanent deal on trade in metals. In London, I'm Ewan Potts, Bloomberg Radio. All right, Ewan, thank you. In Asia, the yen is slumping after the Bank of Japan has stuck with the world's last negative interest rate and left its policy rate unchanged and appeared in no hurry to remove its negative rate regime. Checking the yen right now, weaker against the dollar at 144.54. 
Uh, as for the U.S. Central Bank, Karen, more Fed officials are pushing back at market expectations for rate cuts. Three more voting members of the Fed's policy-setting committee are suggesting the talk of decreases in early 2024 is premature. Bloomberg Opinion columnist and former New York Fed President Bill Dudley says there's a risk the market is wrong. The market may be getting a little bit ahead of itself. This is how Powell thinks the world is going to evolve. Uh, Powell thinks the Fed's going to be cutting rates in 2024. But it's possible that the economy could be firmer for longer, inflation could be more stubborn, and the rate cuts might not actually turn out to materialize. Well, those words from Bill Dudley come as policymakers Loretta Mester and Mary Daly said in separate interviews that markets were betting on a pivot too early. Well, in corporate news now, Nathan, Apple is racing around the clock to implement a workaround after a patent dispute forced it to ban sales of its latest smartwatches in the U.S. ahead of Christmas. The rescue mission for its $17 billion business comes after medical device maker Massimo argued a blood oxygen sensor on the watch infringes its patents. Gene Munster, managing partner at Deepwater Asset Management, says it's a major blow to Apple. 5% of their total revenue comes from watch. It's growing at, call it 10 to 15% year over year, which is much faster than the iPhone, which is basically flattish year on year. And most importantly, is watch is kind of central to uh, Apple's health and wellness initiatives. This device in innovating around the watch, like this oxygen sensor, is an important part of that story. Gene Munster says Apple plans to stop selling the prohibited watches on its website on Thursday. Well, Karen, another tech heavyweight is in the spotlight. Alphabet has agreed to resolve antitrust complaints from about three dozen states. We get that story from Bloomberg's Jeff Bellinger. The technology company will pay $700 million and make changes to its Google Play policies. The changes will be designed to reduce barriers to competition among app distributors and payment processors. The state AGs had accused Google of using anti-competitive tactics that left developers no choice but to go through the Google Play Store to reach users. A tentative settlement was reached back in September. The latest filing says all 50 states have now joined the agreement. Jeff Bellinger, Bloomberg Radio. All right, Jeff, thank you. Well, Bloomberg News has learned billionaire Carl Icahn plans to launch a new proxy fight to take control of Illumina's board. That's after the company terminated its $7 billion acquisition of Grail. We get the story from Bloomberg's Charlie Pellet. Sources say Icahn believes the board should be held accountable for pursuing an ill-advised transaction. They say Icahn could nominate as many as seven candidates for the currently 11-member board. The sources say voting on nominees would take place at next year's annual general meeting. Icon criticized Illumina's board in a letter after the announcement of the Grail divestiture plan. In New York, Charlie Pellet, Bloomberg Radio. More global headlines and a check of sports up next. You're listening to Bloomberg Daybreak. Nathan, thanks. It's time now for a look at some of the other stories making news around the world. And for that, we're joined by Bloomberg's Amy Morris. Amy, good morning. Good morning, Karen. Vice President Kamala Harris is ready to kick off a contentious election year with a national tour focused on protecting abortion rights. Harris has largely been the face of the White House on abortion rights. This stretch of events begins in Battleground State, Wisconsin, on January 22nd. That's the anniversary of Roe v. Wade. Critics say controversial border security legislation signed by Texas Governor Greg Abbott yesterday could lead to the mass arrests of migrants. The governor says the goal of Senate Bill 4 is to stop illegal entry into the U.S. For repeat offenders, it creates the offense of illegal reentry 
with a potential prison sentence term of up to 20 years. The ACLU plans a lawsuit over the legislation. The judge in Donald Trump's New York civil fraud trial has denied the instant win that Trump was seeking. Bloomberg's Ed Baxter explains. In the denial, Justice Arthur Engeron criticized the Trump defense and suggested the star witness was motivated by money. He said the motion ignored significant evidence of wrongdoing and rehashed old arguments. The justice saying the star witness proves that for a million dollars or so, some experts will say whatever you want them to say. New York professor Eli Bartoff was paid more than $1,300 an hour for his work on the case, totaling at least $877,500. Trump's attorneys say the justice ignored real facts for real participants in the real world. Closing arguments, January 11th. Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Radio. There remains some hesitancy about the COVID shot, but a new study shows parents are eager and willing to get their kids vaccinated against RSV. Dr. Simon Hayter at the School of Public Health at Texas A&M says it's because store, stories rather showing the virus's effects are all over social media. Every parent of a young child has heard, I think, a horror story of someone else's child getting really sick. Dr. Hayter's study found more than 70% of American parents plan to have their children vaccinated against RSV, but only 40% intend to get their kids the COVID shot. And the late Justice Sandra Day O'Connor is set to be laid to rest today. The funeral for O'Connor will be held at Washington National Cathedral, where President Biden and Chief Justice John Roberts are scheduled to speak. She was honored at the Supreme Court yesterday, where she lied at repose inside the building's Great Hall. Global News 24 hours a day and whenever you want it with Bloomberg News Now. I'm Amy Morris, and this is Bloomberg. Karen. All right, Amy, thanks. So we do bring you news throughout the day right here on Bloomberg Radio. But now you can get the latest news on demand, and that means whenever you want it. Just subscribe to Bloomberg News Now to get the latest headlines at the click of a button. You can get informed on your schedule. You can listen and subscribe to Bloomberg News Now on the Bloomberg Business app, Bloomberg.com, plus Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Time now for the Bloomberg Sports Update with John Stashauer. John. Karen, a couple of teams in need of victory last night. The Seahawks had lost four in a row to drop under 500. The Eagles had lost their last two. Philly led 10 to nothing, then 17-10 in the fourth quarter with only 28 seconds remaining. A Drew Locke touchdown pass. He was playing for the injured Geno Smith. 29 yards to Jason Smith in Jigba. Seattle won 20 to 17. Jaden Daniels turning pro rather than returning for a final season at LSU. He just won the Heisman Trophy. He's expected to be a top draft pick. He also won't play in LSU's upcoming bowl game. In L.A., the Lakers hoisted a banner for winning the in-season tournament, but since then, they're 1-3. and three. They had an embarrassing loss to San Antonio, and they lost at home to the, to the Knicks, 114-109. to LeBron James in defeat, 25 points, and his 109th career triple-double. Wizards dropped to 4-22. and 22. They lost 143-131 at Sacramento. They're at least better than the Pistons, who have lost 24 games in a row. They fell in Atlanta. Cade Cunningham did score 43 points in the loss. Meanwhile, Minnesota tied with the Celtics for the best record in the NBA. 32 points for Anthony Edwards in a Timberwolves win in Miami. Eric Montross has passed away at the age of only 52. He got cancer just this past March. Helped North Carolina win the national championship in 1993. Was the ninth pick of the 94 draft going to the Celtics. Also played for the Nets in four years with the Pistons. John Stashauer, Bloomberg Sports. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. 
and it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest-growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common... It's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. From coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide on Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business App, and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. Israel's war with Hamas is proving difficult to keep contained to the Gaza Strip. Attacks on commercial vessels in the Red Sea now have shipping in that key supply line now essentially ground to a halt. A halt on new aid to Ukraine in the U.S. and Europe now has the West grappling with an idea that would have been unthinkable just a few months ago. What if Russia wins? Difficult geopolitics all around, and here to discuss it with us is Julie Norman, co-director of the Center on U.S. Politics at University College London. Julie, it's good to speak with you this morning, but as I mentioned, it is getting difficult in the Middle East and in the war in Ukraine. How is this response to increased attacks on the Red Sea uh, going to make an impact? Do you see a task force being enough Uh, based on what's been happening uh, with shipping in that region. Sure. Well, thanks, Nathan. Well, absolutely. You know, most diets have rightly been on Gaza, but the rest of the region has certainly not been quiet. And one area where that has not been is in the Red Sea. And we've seen that with literally dozens of attacks, uh, mostly from um, the Houthi um, group based in Yemen on shipping through that extremely key waterway. So this is something that the U.S. did have to, I think, respond to. They are trying to avoid a larger um, armed conflict in the region. They're trying to avoid, you know, hitting back at the Houthis militarily. But they are trying to ensure that shipping can continue, that the international economy is not more disrupted than it needs to be, and that um, you know both uh, businesses and allies in the region feel safe with conducting business. So I think this is an important first step. It'll be interesting to see if it's enough, but they definitely needed to do something. Now, what could next steps potentially look like uh, with the kind of coalition that Defense Secretary Austin has said is going to be rallying around uh, protection of the Red Sea? Could it have an impact? on the war in Gaza. 
Well, I think it might. I mean, this is really, this task force is really to try and protect shipping, you know, mostly oil shipments, um, you know, uh, cargo, everything that's going through the Red Sea, which is, I think, about 30% of, of world trade. So it's going to be important for that. I think in terms of the larger region, it'll be interesting to see. There's a lot of moving parts. Um, one reason that I think some Arab states have been a little hesitant to publicly get on board with this is they are um, trying to fine-tune their own um, uh, into a, a war going on in Yemen right now. So there's a lot of moving pieces that we're trying to keep in place. Um, what I do think this will do is, again, hopefully try and contain the Houthis, keep this from becoming you know, a larger con con uh, conflagration. But in terms of its impact on Gaza, I think that might be somewhat minimal. I mean, that's a, a conflict that's playing out in its own terms within the Gaza Strip in Israel. I want to talk to you as well about the uh, difficulties getting new aid to Ukraine passed. We've been focused on the negotiations in the Senate and, uh, of course, in the European Union. Uh, there's been that stall out with uh, Hungary's prime minister keeping European aid flowing in. What's the potential impact if Ukraine doesn't get this aid that it's been looking for uh, before the new year? Yeah, well, we know that Ukraine has been very reliant on the external aid, largely from the U.S., but also from other allies and including the European Union. So the fact that both of those sources seem to be drying up simultaneously does not bode well for Kyiv. We've already heard, you know, reports today about having to um, redistribute uh, some of the equipment that's already there, trying to rethink some of the plans. So, again, this is something that I think Kyiv knew might be coming. Um, but with that said, it's it's going to be difficult for them to adjust to this militarily. I will say Biden and the Biden administration, I think, is still very committed to trying to get this aid through. It doesn't look like it will be through by Christmas, but it looks like negotiations will continue and there might be something on the table by January. But it is going to be um, a break and a little bit of a lull uh, for Ukraine right now. And it's going to be very difficult for them to plan how to move forward without that. What about the potential impact on the battlefield? We know Russia's military has been pretty significantly depleted by this war, but it's been playing a strategy of waiting the West out. I mean, there is a concern, isn't there, in uh, among uh, Ukraine's allies that Russia could wait the West out? Oh, absolutely. I think that's an extremely um, prescient concern right now. And it's true that Russia has weathered many losses, but they continue to just keep pushing people to the front. And they've also been very savvy in, um, in turning around their own domestic production to be able to fuel the war machine in a way that, of course, just Kiev hasn't been able to do. So I, I would say that Russia right now is playing that hard. They're going to try and wait it out. They know, obviously, like everyone that the U.S. has elections this year, they're trying to wait that out, too. So I think right now this is Putin just waiting back and taking advantage of the situation. And Kiev is definitely on the back foot going into the new year. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Today, your morning brief on the stories making news from Wall Street to Washington and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed at 6 a.m. Eastern each morning on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning starting at 5 a.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130.
Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak. Hi, I'm Ron Kraszewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial advisors, let's face it, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing, entrepreneurial, advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. There's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.